Hi, you're listening to Cookies and Cream, episode 26. So today we're talking about something weighty. We're talking about divorce. Mm. And right out the gate, we'll say that talking about divorce is not easy. Yeah. And so even navigating this episode, we we were just like praying that we would do it gracefully mm. and we would do it because we are both children who have experienced this in our own lives. Yeah. Um, and so we talk a little bit about our own experiences with this. We talk a little bit about just our observation of even pop culture, mm-hmm. the world we live in today, the statistics and how they've changed, mm. um, how, you know, even surprising stats about yeah. different things about divorce. But yeah. it is weighty mm-hmm. and it is a thing that isn't talked about. Yeah. So we try and challenge and tackle that today mm-hmm. in 40 minutes, which yeah. <laughs> you can it's never not truly, time. not enough time. <laughs> so we'll probably do a part one, part two, part mm-hmm. three. But we'll say this as you listen to this episode, as you listen to our conversation, mm-hmm. listen in, write down things mm-hmm. that you're like, listen, this is something that I would want to ask. Google some things on the side mm-hmm. and find out for yourself, like these stats, these facts mm-hmm. and questions that you have. And maybe your comments as well yeah. about how you really feel about it. Yeah, no one is sure. sitting on a high horse. Mm. We're all sitting at a table. Imagine yeah. yourself having coffee with us. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about this. It's just that we're behind microphones right now. <laughs> and we can't get weird looks when we say the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> but check this out. Thank you so much for listening to Cookies and Cream. It's a new day, man. Girl. <laughs> Can I just say man for everyone? Okay. <laughs> man means April. <laughs> it's like the ESP. Come on. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. So check out this episode. Thank you for joining us. You're listening to the Cookies and Cream Podcast. This podcast is all about everyday life, and we want you to continue your day with the feeling that you're not alone. So listen in on Rob and Lisa's conversations on faith, marriage, family, and just about anything pertaining to their daily lives. You get to peek into the world of two Africans living and raising their kids in America and their weekly outrageous experiences. Lisa, a social worker, mama bear who doesn't mince her words, and Rob, a pastor who does mince his words and also calls ground beef mince. If you're ready for real talk on some of the least talked about subjects, then this is the podcast for you. So get ready to buckle up and settle in for the ride. It's time to hear from your host, the coolest Zimbabwean couple on this side of the Mason-Dixon, Rob and Lisa. Thanks to our partner, King's Merchant, for supporting this episode of Cookies and Cream. King's Merchant makes fabulous handcrafted jewelry. Go and check them out on etsy.com slash shop slash King's Merchant. When you spend $20 or more, be sure to use the code Cookies and Cream to receive free shipping. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Cookies and Cream. Hey, happy Friday. Friday. We're so pumped that we're back. It's the weekend. Hey guys, and you know what? You heard the promo. You know what to do. Seriously. Okay. You do not want to miss out on these earrings. Guys, they are awesome. And here's the thing. Even if they're not for you, Mother's Day is coming up. It's a perfect gift. Hey, actually, even like Easter baskets, that's like a thing. That's like a good thing. Easter's next weekend. Hit it up right now and you'll get it. your free shipping. Yeah, free shipping. Just cookies and cream. Get the free shipping. 
bang bang you get the the earrings it's so cool and you're supporting a local business you're supporting something that's yeah amazing and a person that is amazing because yeah. you know they're partnering with cookies and cream how cool is that they even put cookies and cream as the code promo code isn't so that cool. cool so cool yeah so anyway Lise, how how you been <laughs> how's being a mother of two little tinies been you know what? It's been good and tiring this week. It's been tiring. <laughs> yes. It's been tiring being a father. Middle of the night wake ups. Yeah, guys. And tears and the big one in the bed and the little one in the bed. <laughs> but we had a big we had a big deal. We had a big deal this week. We had something we awesome happen. Our oldest hope turned five. Five. The Woo-hoo. big five. And I we're from Africa. It. Big five. Big five. Big five. Do you know the big five? Do you know the big five? Way to put me on the spot. Um, a lion. What did you just say? A lion. A lion. Lion. <laughs> elephant. Uh huh. Rhino. Uh huh. Buffalo. Uh huh. And then it's leopard or cheetah. There's a cheetah or a leopard. A leopard. I don't know. I was asking you, which is okay. I don't know what the big five are. I'm pretty sure. I don't think I it's. A, look it I don't know if it's a cheetah. Do you think it's a cheetah? I'm looking it up right now. A leopard is one of them. But you know what, guys? We are from Zimbabwe. We are from Africa. And um, we didn't know the Big Five. But hey, listen. Do you know the 10 Great Lakes of America? <laughs> I bet you someone does. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't even know. I don't even know if they're 10 okay. Great Lakes. La- Ooh, I was so on it. What is it? Lion, leopard, rhino, elephant, buffalo. Okay. The reason why we bring up the Big Five is... Because our daughter turned five, but also because it's actually 97 days until the Lion King. 97 or 99? 97. Oh, sorry. Well, listen here, Lise. Yeah, I know. I should have known you would know the exact number of days. I know the exact number of days. Okay, but we did actually watch the new preview that just came out and it looks so good. Yeah, you want to get on that. You want to watch. If you're not a Lion King fan, you know what? I don't know. Like, what's wrong with you? First, we all know Rob is obsessed. First, with what's the Lion wrong with King. you? Two, <laughs> what can we do to pray for you? Three, <laughs> three, just ignore him. Just watch it. Watch it. <laughs> three, just watch it. So you know. Anyway, we started. You know, we're talking about life. We're talking about real things. We're talking about blockbuster movies, movie of the year. We're talking about like you know our our, our family fam- family dynamics. And um, just us being proud parents of, like, the smartest five-year-old that we've ever known. (laughs) (laughs) She's so smart. She is very smart. She knows Very intuitive. She knows a lot of things. She sure does. She knows a lot of things, people. A lot, (laughs) a lot, a lot of things. Um, But, yeah, she is precious and uh, fun to be around. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, yeah, we're just so amped. We're so amped that... uh, we get to raise her and be parents <laughs> together. Yeah? You know, it's starting to get weighty. You know, we're talking about, you know, when we're nervous, we're talking about something weighty that we're not sure we should be talking about. <laughs> like, are we qualified to talk about this? Okay, here's the thing it is certainly not ever about qualifications. We are just people having conversations. And I think if you are new to cookies and cream, it is very important for you to understand that. We just have dialogue. Rob and I don't always agree on things and we share that it's a safe place to just start conversations. Yeah. So yeah, so you listening in 
on our conversation and you know the coolest and bobbin couple this side of the mason <laughs> we okay, told wait, someone to mason say that which is Dixon, awesome we don't a, even know it's a it river is. right i don't even know what it is oh my gosh but i'm like you know what we are the coolest though wherever it is we're the coolest Zimbabwean couple. I'm looking up the Mason, the Mason Dixon. Dixon. Try us right out. Now. Find Mason another Dixon line. Find it's another not a river. Find another Zimbabwean couple Wait. on this side of the Mason, Mason Dixon, Dixon line. line. It's something to do with the Civil War. Charles Mason and Jeremiah Dixon. <laughs> oh, and the wow. resolution Two of names. a border dispute involving Maryland, Pennsylvania, and Delaware. We were in the beef. <laughs> <laughs> PA. What what? <laughs> the 215 interesting i'm gonna read up more about that anyway it's because mm. we're talking about something weighty listen if you're up on your american history give us a shout because mm-hmm. help us because the only thing i know is the ten dollar founding father without a father <laughs> alexander hamilton i always say that's all i know about america oh, yeah that's not true uh, that's all i know really um <laughs> the ten dollar rob actually um, knows a lot about American history. Yes. Because someday we might have to take a test, people. <laughs> but once you take that test, once we're on the other side of the green, if you know what I mean. Uh, I can't believe you just right there. <laughs> anyway. Ooh, ooh. If we pass a test. Let me tell you. Can I tell you something, though? Can I tell you something? I've learned like five facts that actually a lot of people don't know. Yeah. Like in terms and of like how many. Test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And and it's important to know that a lot of naturalized American citizens know mm-hmm. more about America than people mm-hmm. born here because they don't have to know it. Yep. Because you they don't Truth. have to take a test. Truth. And there's yeah. there's a lot like of like our kids. There's a lot of gospel in that. I was like, I know okay. more about America than okay. my kids, and my kids are American. Okay. What? Let's go wake them up. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> that is not what we are doing. All right, guys. Obviously, today we're talking about family. Um. Part of this tension of today is we're talking about probably one of the most, um, I don't know, like it, it's it's gray, it's a gray area. Mm. It's not talked about a lot in church. Listen, if you're a Christian and you go to church, you have probably never heard a sermon on this. You've heard a sermon on marriage, but you never yeah. heard a sermon on this. And um, we we pulled some stats and we're like, why is this not talked about more? Right. And I'm not, here's the thing. I work for a church, right? So you're like, well, Rob, why don't you go to your next meeting and say, <laughs> why isn't this talked about? But I'm not talking about my church. I'm talking about the church in general. Like if you Google and search messages of your, of like the top 10 churches in in your area or in the US, you, you'll find that this isn't even coming up because maybe it's because it happens, but because it has a negative kind of, connotation to it like so people don't talk about it um or maybe because it's actually very difficult to navigate which is why today we are going to gracefully navigate this knowing the sensitivity of it but just being honest about our views and Mm. and how we see it um Mm. so that you can listen in and join the conversation okay dialogue so we're talking about what are we talking about today we're talking about divorce today. We're talking about divorce. Mm-hmm. And divorce is, we don't even want to call it the D word. You know, like people sometimes do that. They like yeah. the, the D word. But we're talking about divorce. And um, it's it's weighty. Mm-hmm. Let's just put it out there. It's mm-hmm. weighty. It affects almost every single person you know. Yeah. In fact, I think it's safe to say every person you know is somewhat affected by divorce. 
You think? Where's that going too far? Some way, somehow. Yeah, I mean, Aunt, whether it's a friend or... Friend, yeah. cousin. Yeah. You know what I mean? It affects <clears throat> you in some way, shape or form because someone in your life... Right. ...is involved mm-hmm. or has been part of or was a child in a family. And, yep, and, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And full disclosure, we, we are talking about this because sometimes we are sensitive about what we talk about in terms of like our own experience. Like, can we talk about... But, you know... I. I come. I'm a child who comes from a family where my parents were divorced. Mm-hmm. My parents got divorced in my teens, mm-hmm. and um, and it it affected my life. It changed mm-hmm. a lot of things in my life. I've never even really spoken about this out loud. Like I've done it, you know, a little bit in my book, Victorious, which mm-hmm. is available on Amazon. But um, but I haven't really like like really actually spoken about this a lot. Yeah. 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 And that's me. I mean, I don't know about you. Yeah. Um, my parents um, have been separated for a few years now. Okay. And that happened when I was an adult. So I was 21 okay. when my um, parents separated. And my mom was actually my dad's second marriage. Okay. So, yeah, we grew up with like a blended family. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so it, affects, so, so it affects us differently though, right? right? Because right. I'm I'm a teenager, right? Grew up in a blended family too, right? Um, and then, but but you were in your twenties, mm-hmm. and it and it affected you in that way, mm-hmm. and so you, you can kind of see the perspective. This is what we're trying to just carry into this conversation, just to say that yeah, with children, uh, who have been affected by separation or divorce, absolutely, and we can tell you that some things are coming out of a place of experience mm-hmm. and some things are coming out of a place of like reading up on this and just mm-hmm. going, wow, like I didn't know that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah. In school, actually fun fact for you, Rob, you don't yeah. even know this. Oh, wow. Um, finding out on, should it, is this how I should be finding out? Yeah, though? it's fine. In school, <laughs> I actually did a, one of my papers for one of my psychology classes on the effects of divorce on adult children. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it was actually really interesting. And what were the effects? Well, you're going to talk about them, babe. It was like a oh, yes, fifteen-page paper. <laughs> oh, oh, it's not like you can share it. <laughs> it would be the whole podcast. <laughs> it would, and it would maybe be boring. But I should actually pull it back up and summarize it for another time. That'd be so good. You still have those things? Yeah, on my hard drive. For real? Yeah. Hard drives, people. I worked hard on those things. I'm not letting them go. That's anywhere. what the cloud used to be. On the cloud. They're on the cloud, but don't, they're on the hard even, drive. Hard drives can break. With the cloud. Okay. But so anyway, I'm a pastor, and uh, we're both we're both Christians. We both followers of Jesus Christ, and so there are other elements to this that come in to play, right? And we'll talk mm-hmm. about that a little bit later. And then we're also talking just as people, like. Mm-hmm. To be honest, like we're just being people who observe and 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 look at the world. So mm-hmm. anyway, to keep this rolling, keep the conversation going. Like I'm going to ask you um, to kick us off here, Lise. Okay. I used to hear this, and because there are myths around divorce, mm-hmm. and the one thing that stuck in my head, and it's so weird that this is the one thing that stuck in my head. If you're unmarried and you're listening to this, or you are, or whatever, or you, or you teenager and you happen to bump into cookies and cream i don't even know <laughs> more power to you man if you listen to this or girl uh but 
But but I always used to hear like back in the day like mainly youth ministers used to say like hey you know if you date girls and you keep on breaking up and you date them and you keep on breaking up and you date them and you keep you know how like you know how youth pastors are so good at that I used to be a youth pastor you know like they they emphasize like by and you break up and you you you're practicing you're practicing the the act of separation in a relationship you're practicing divorce and I was like what and people were like yee you know in Zim people don't keep it in you know I've noticed when you're preaching in America and in su- suburban America right you drop like a point and like people just chill like they're just like they're just like I'm like guys like nothing but in Zimbabwe it's like yee and I remember you but the truth that hit me like you know what I mean like it, it made sense like you know pr- logically right if you're yeah. thinking you know like mm. if you're practicing a certain habit mm-hmm. you're gonna pass it on even you know what I mean like mm-hmm. a ring isn't gonna magically make mm-hmm. that practice but then that's not true <laughs> surely that's not true are you asking yeah, I'm me? I'm asking or you. Just, you. I'm asking nah, you what you think. I don't think it's true. <clears throat> I mean, I get kind of like the point and what they're trying to drive home. I just don't know if I would have said it that way. Um, because I also think that part of dating is going, okay, would I spend the rest of my life with this person? And then you're just going, not. Nah. <laughs> there must have been like people like, dating yeah, in this youth group right it was just but it's just like um I'd rather you leave then than once you're married <laughs> yeah like find out okay so like kind of like a like a try before you buy I'm putting you on the that spot that is not what I said <laughs> I believe in dating with the intention of marriage but I also think that as you grow in a relationship with someone you learn more about them and there could be things that come up where you fully do not agree or will not be able to compromise Mm. or meet or have good, healthy dialogue. And if you can't resolve that in a dating or engaged period of life, then I don't think you should get married. Mm. Because if that's difficult, marriage throws so much more at you. Mm. Um, And if you haven't got some type of a grounding for how do we work through differences Mm. so you know and again that's just me and where i kind of fall on the whole like that that statement is untrue yeah you know i kind of hold on things you learn when you're a kid right you you hold on to them and you're like and and sometimes i know you different man i know youth (laughs) pastors like okay and i don't want to say youth pastors there's some pastors who throw things out there because they're like they're like just to like wake you up Right. right. And and you find that, you know, like sometimes when we read the Bible and we read things Jesus said, there's some things that Jesus said that were just thought provoking in order to mm. provoke your, you know, all your senses into paying full attention right. to what he was really trying to say, uh, you know, whatever that was. So. So anyway, I, I hold on to that. So that's not true. Um, even though it makes a lot of sense in a, in a, in a way. Um, but do you think, though, on the flip side of that, like as society and as a culture, and I'm talking like, because people are getting married later on in life, yeah. right? And back in the day, people used to get married super young. young. Yeah. All right. And back in the day, divorce maybe was just taboo. 
and it wasn't a thing that was socially acceptable. Right. So people stayed in in marriages longer, even though they got married younger. Right. And now people get married older and divorces are more prevalent. Do you think it's because it's become more like socially acceptable or do you think that people getting married older is actually contributing to like a rise in divorces? I'll give you a second to think. I know. Those are great (laughs) questions. I actually think, I don't think you can separate the two. I think it kind of goes hand in hand because I think nowadays it's much more common for people to get divorced over things that I I think may seem flippant or self-serving. Um but then at the same time I also think when you're older and you're getting married when you're older you've like formed a lot of your opinions, beliefs, stances on things and then getting married later it could be more mm. difficult. Mm. There's not a lot of like ebb and flow and it's kind of like well this is how I am and this is how I'm doing things and either you like it or you're you don't. You're set in your ways. Yeah. The older you are the more set in your ways you are. Yeah, so I really think it's it's both. I think it's twofold. I don't think you can separate it and say it's one or the other. Okay. Yeah. I, no, I'm just asking because, yeah. you know, even just what I think, like, it's just like looking at that and saying, okay, I remember growing up, I just barely knew. Yeah. Like when I was little, little. Yeah. Like there was barely anyone, anyone was divorced and, and then, you know, came from like broken like broken homes in in terms of like they're broken up yeah i i remember i feel like even when i came to the states for school i felt like oh wow it's like way more common for people to have divorced parents Mm. and they appear like a couple sets of parents you know okay um And that's not to say, though, that, like, friends and family and relationships weren't messed up around me back home. It just wasn't as common for people to go through the divorce process. Yeah. Like, actually, even, like, a divorce lawyer. Yeah. Like, well, where did you even find one of those? Yeah. Like, in Zimbabwe. It was very much, like, even if it sucked and everyone knew that there were problems or... People just stuck. Some... The one of them was having an affair they still stayed married like it was like like a thing like just yeah. don't do that thing yeah like divorce yeah. was that 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 strong of a of a of a ooh, you cannot break marriage like boom you know you you mentioned something earlier on and i just wanted to kind of step back you like mm-hmm. as you grow older you get set in your ways and mm-hmm. part of this was we were watching obviously you and i were watching a little bit of that uh, comedy sk- oh, yeah. <laughs> set by Simbad, who's a comedian, and it's he's really good. And he was talking about so marriage, funny. and he was talking about how he was married to his wife for like I'm gonna make up a number here, son, like 20 years. They were married for 20, or married for 12. They were married for eight. Oh, married for eight years, divorced for 12. 11. Divorced for 11. Anyway, so <laughs> small. If if I'm off by a year, I think you can let it ride. <laughs> like. <laughs> they were married for eight, divorced for eleven, and then they were back together, married for another like ten years. Yeah, and then <laughs> you're like nine, <laughs> nine and a half. So anyway, um, <laughs> that's Lee's for you. She's like <laughs> details, details. Um, but anyway, he was talking about how <laughs> they were separated, they got divorced, and then he was like, 
I, I was like, we got divorced. Like, oh, you're crazy. I'm crazy. Then we realized that actually everyone is crazy. <laughs> so when they started dating other people after they were divorced, it's just like, everyone's crazy. And then they went back together. Like, because I actually understand you're crazy. Like, you're crazy. I've been trained. I've been trained to handle <laughs> your version of crazy. And I was like, thinking about that, I looked at my day and I was like, I was like, Lise, you and I are both crazy. Like, <laughs> like for real. Like, like there's absolutely no way, right? And I find this amusing. Like, people, like, have you ever mm. seen someone and just be like, and just looked and be like, Sharks, I wonder how someone could be married to them. <laughs> like, all day. Like, for real? Like, people are doing that to us. As they listen to this podcast, oh, yeah, there sure. people were just going, how could you possibly be married to someone like that, least? Like, I'm praying for you. Like, blink <laughs> twice if you need my help. Like, it's like... <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just like... It's just like the craziness. You don't even notice the crazy. So true. It's like you don't even notice the... what you're used to. Right? It's not even. It's like walking into someone's car. And there's just like that odor. And you're like, dude, for real though. <laughs> for real, is there like a... Like, you know what I mean? All those minivans with a hidden diaper. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fermenting. And the mom's just like, well, come in. I'll give you a ride. And I'm like, did someone just poop in here? I can't smell anything. Like, for real though. It sounds like it's like four days old. So it, smell, it smells four day old diaper poop and it's cool. So you get used to that person, you get used to that environment, you grow together, you are, you know, obviously, like, scripturally, the Bible says the two are becoming one. So it's like you're becoming one, mm-hmm. you break that, and you, you try and find something else. And uh, a pastor from South Africa is, who was kind of, was connected to our church back in Zimbabwe, he wrote a book called It Happened, and he was just talking about how... um you know, things like an affair or like, you know, separation of marriage. And it's particularly talking about his own. Um, he talked about um, how he left mm. for the, for the, like the 10% that was missing mm. from his marriage. So it's like, but then w- what you gain is the 90% that is like, oh, that's, that's so whack because I actually did like, all those other parts right. of who I was with. Right. But the lie of the enemy mm-hmm. was so loud in, mm-hmm. in what was missing at that moment. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, it was just, it was just one of those things that I was like, wow, like it, it was clear to me, like thinking like the grass is always greener on the other side, mm. but you're just looking maybe at one side of the other side. Mm. And, and as you get to the other side, you realize, geez, mm. it's not always good. It's not all green. Mm-hmm. And and that's, I think, a thing. The lure of like, of like even just the age that we live in now mm. and what culture says about divorce and what culture says about mm-hmm. marriage and breaking it up and mm-hmm. even glamorizing it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like it's actually glamorized in, in terms of like culture, but we'll get to that. So anyway, um... I'm looking at <laughs> my wife and I'm like, what? <laughs> glamorize my culture. <laughs> so anyway, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think like some other things about divorce that I may have not have known. And, um, 
and that are like shocking like you know what i mean like some stats yeah. that i'll be like okay like we all know like oh it's just as prevalent in the church blah, blah, blah. but so i actually things. read a really interesting one yeah that said divorce rates are highest among people in their 20s oh wow yeah okay i wouldn't have expected that I know, I did not expect that either when I saw that. And I think it made me even just think about how just this summer we have like a bunch of different weddings for people in their oh, yeah, 20s. Yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. like, man, that's crazy. Yeah, like, you gotta, yeah. Yeah. You gotta pray into that and be for real. Yeah. So I would think if you're in their 20s, is it because like they haven't really, like, really grown or formed? who they are or they don't really know what they want like, yeah what so it's the interesting because the that? article i was i read was talking about how they don't feel like they were prepared oh, for wow. marriage and for like what was actually to come with marriage oh, wow. you see there's a thing i always <laughs> say like premarital counseling is not like picking a, a cool guy to do your yeah. your wedding premarital counseling is saying listen i'm allowing you to invade every part of our hearts yeah so that we go into this full well-knowing all the other things you know as yes. much as we can know and i know if you're listening to this and you're like oh you know you probably you're a professional counselor or maybe you're a divorce lawyer and you're like geez you know nothing or a pastor <laughs> just my opinion is that a lot of people like when they approach that that state engagement yeah it's like it's not really like pride poke prod it's not like a hey, really challenge a wrestle mm. let's be truthful let's be honest let's dig deep here um and and a lot of the people that i sit down with try to make that clear that hey listen i'm I, you you're probably going to be offended by the things that are so i'm going to ask yeah. be real you can only be as real as you want so right. it's not on me right like if you are lying to me every time you sit in here cool yep. that's your choice yeah but you're learning to lie together. Just remember that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's yeah, a bad, that's true. bad habit. You're learning you're gonna yeah, you to lie on your taxes as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it's like, it's like preparation but for do, marriage. Because yeah. marriage is real. I think that that's such a valid point, though, that you bring up. Because I do feel like, also, if I think of that age range, everything is like the hype around marriage and the excitement and the preparation for the wedding day. And mm. But really investing in, even as I was reading the article, I think the preparation of what what's to come in a marriage. Okay. How do we make decisions together? Yeah. How do we navigate our differences on finances or... Um, different areas yeah. of life yeah sex you've just exactly. expectations yep or run away from that communicating divorce and our beliefs yeah. on divorce that one's a good one that's like yeah, something people you don't. and i even had <laughs> yeah. conversations around like, that we had like many we were like this is you know because we come from yeah that background we were like why would we go into this yeah just to end up in the place that we've experienced like mm -hmm. no it's not mm -hmm. worth it and true, asking yeah. and having those difficult conversations about that. Okay, now shooting real quick facts. Yes. Ten reasons. Oh my okay. goodness. Okay. So you're reading an article. So this was so interesting because, sorry, my, my phone died. This was really interesting because so many of the things that you would discuss in premarital counseling okay, they are literally up. the ten things, the most, like the top ten things that people get divorced over. 
Okay, so let's shoot okay. through them. Let's, so the let's first hear. one, infidelity. Okay, makes sense. All right. Number two, money. M- money. Money. Money is a biggie. It is a biggie. So it spoke about like different spending habits, <laughs> your different financial goals. Yeah. And then if one partner makes more money or makes all the money. Oh, wow. That, that's the thing. That's a thing. Oh, that's like con- contributes to like, okay, wow. To like the reason of okay. money being the reason for divorce. Lack of communication. All right. Um, know that one. Which we all know. And then constant arguing. Uh-huh. And I thought what was interesting about this one was that the root of the constant arguing was the feeling of not being heard or appreciated. Oh, wow. That's big. Then number five. This is a surprise. Weight gain. For real? For real. Number five. And it says because it causes the spouse that hasn't gained the weight to become less physically attracted to the spouse that did gain the weight. No, this wasn't like a Christian article. No, this is just like a, it's on, it was like um, on a psychology. (laughs) Okay, a psychology thing. Um, And then the other thing is that weight gain can take a toll on the spouse who did gain the weight's self-esteem, which trickles into issues with intimacy. Oh, wow. Number six, unrealistic expectations. Okay. We've spoken about that yeah, before yeah, we in have. the episodes. Yeah. Lack of intimacy. Uh-huh. And that's not just sexual. Or just like but like even intimate. just not feeling connected, um, feeling like you're living with a stranger, like you just don't know each other. Yeah. Lack of equality. Oh, wow. Um, so this was where one partner feels like they take on more of the responsibility in the marriage, wow. which can lead to resentment. Oh, yeah, yeah. So not having like an equal... So these are like roots to something bigger, like some of them. They're like mm-hmm. roots to like, okay, it leads to resentment. Resentment mm-hmm. then leads to cheers. Yeah. Okay. Um, number nine, not being prepared for marriage, which we just spoke about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then 10 is abuse, whether that's physical or emotional abuse. Wow. That's hectic. So those are the 10 reasons from that. Just one article. But I mean, like... Just one, yeah. Some of those, like, you resonate that these could be, like, kind of, like, general, like, for real. Like, over... Like, they cover a lot. In terms Absolutely. of, like... They make sense to be, like, in the 10 reasons. Right. I would think that. Right. For sure. Yeah, I wasn't, like, really surprised by any of them. Yeah. Necessarily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, okay, so, like, yeah, what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, though, I think the one thing is that, you know, there were a couple, there's a couple on there where I would go, okay, yes, absolutely. Um, those would be reasons for divorce. Yeah. But most of them, I felt like, no, those are just issues that you, if you just were willing, both of you, to work on them. Yeah. And process through them. That uh, I feel like a lot of them are things that you can tolerate and yeah. work through. And obviously, it takes work. But I, from a Christian standpoint, I should have prefaced it with that. Yeah, I would feel like those other things, like weight gain, money, communication, intimacy, those are all things that, especially if both of you are pursuing your, your relationship with the Lord and then with each other. I'm like, those are things that can be worked out. It could be hard and it could be a long road of working through that. But I do believe it's possible. Sorry. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 
that's just a side note. Yeah, well, it's a good side <laughs> note. Well, here's something that you wouldn't know. Uh, okay. It says the five, st- the the top states, 2015 top state with the lowest divorce rate is Ooh. Iowa. Okay, mm. number two, Illinois, Massachusetts is three, Texas four, Maryland is five, and then the states with the highest divorce rates are Arkansas, Nevada. Oklahoma, you think like La- Nevada would be top, like right? People get married and go, oh, we were drunk, let's right. get divorced. But, right. Um, and then Oklahoma, Wyoming, Alaska. What? Yeah, <laughs> like you wouldn't even think that 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 would be it. Like no, right? I would have put some other ones. In but this is from a this is from a website of a lawyer. Okay, a lawyer who's done the research and he's just like the likelihood of, of divorce. Listen to this statistic. The, here's the, here's like statistics on likelihood of divorce. It's like people are more likely to divorce the younger they were when they got married or moved in with their future spouses. And they're also more likely to get divorced the more of your coworkers who are the opposite sex. Wow. The higher your risk of divorce. Like just, I guess this is wow. just statistics, you know. Okay, but so he's wait, just putting was that. one of them living with your spouse before you're married? No, it was just like the younger you were when you started oh, okay. when you started living together, and then it says here, um, and obviously these are just stats. Eh? We're just reading them out just so that just in case you didn't know, it's like having family members or friends who were who are recently divorced, like mm-hmm. recent that that mm-hmm. affects you, and it was like. You know, not marrying someone close to your own age increases the risk as well. Mm-hmm. And um, and here's something that's... <laughs> this is crazy. Higher spending on both the engagement ring and the wedding has been linked to shorter marriage durations. Wow. So if you like it, put a cheap ring on it. Not, not <laughs> like it's like pretty much yeah. like yeah. like saying how you how jeez, I would never have known that. Like you know what I mean? And um here's the thing that here's the, here's the last one I'm going to say before we move on because we mm-hmm. want to talk a little bit about culture and and, and Christianity. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says your most likely your risk of divorce increases if you're living in an area with a high concentration of conservative or evangelical Protestants. Oh my. <laughs> what is what is that? I'm like, for real? That I'm is like, very concerning. I'm like, I'm like, what is your rates of divorce are higher living near Christians? Wow. <laughs> like, wow. Anyway, but anyway, it also Scary. talks about gray divorce, so it says those aged 54 to 64, the divorce rate has quadrupled over the last 30 years. The phenomenon is often called gray divorce. Mm. And so talking about that, people who mm. are in their mid-50s and 60s as well are getting divorced more now. Wow. Um, so younger and older. Than ever, yeah. And it talks about like the shortest marriages in celebrity marriage. And this is where culture comes in. It says Eddie Murphy was married to Tracy Edmonds for two weeks. Mm. Kim Kardashian is up there. Homegirl, get your medal. Um, <laughs> she was married to Chris Humphreys for 72 days. And then MJ and Lisa Marie Presley were married for nine months. And uh, the Real Housewives franchise has oh an overall divorce rate of 35%. Isn't crazy? So culture, right? Okay, so here's where I think the turn happened for me, if you want to know, about yeah. divorce and the glamour of it. Yeah. It was a TV show, actually. It was... A, it was um, not the real housewives but it was like it was like a show in the early 2000s now i'm trying to think because i actually thought it was called the real housewives but it's like some desperate housewives housewives oh yeah 
Mm-hmm. Did, I don't even know if I watched two episodes of the show, but mm-hmm. I remember that there was like a storyline along those lines, right? Like it's that time where it was like those kind of shows were kind mm-hmm. of prevalent. Oh, yeah. And it started, like, it started becoming like a thing. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's like glamorous. And it's like people were having like like divorce parties. And you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it was like almost like we were now all living in in like a TV show. Yeah. Like and it's it's a part of it as well as like you know like geez like we had access to social media we now had access to broadcast our lives mm-hmm. we now could see more people we could see that we weren't so happy after all because yeah. now we could see other people's happiness and there's like a, a lot of that and I think culture to be honest like pop culture like glamour like it's flippant it's not mm-hmm. as it, weighty it's like mm-hmm. it's like kind of like oh it's a thing. But you know what? If it doesn't work out, mm-hmm. yeah, you know I mean, yeah. And if it's something like weddings are so uh, such a happy time, right? Such a happy time. And like right. the Sheryl Crow song goes, "If it makes you happy, <laughs> then why are you so sad?" <laughs> you know what I mean? We had to put the '90s in there because that's 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 where we're from, man. 1996. Shout out Sheryl Crow. But it's like. It's like if you know if if something's so happy, like why are we so like why are we so sad about it? And like why does culture like kind of go, hey, listen, like ah, we all watch the royal wedding, but then we glamorize yeah. the, we glamorize divorce, or we pick up the tabloid when it's happening, and we're like, oh, I want to read this juicy story. Well, even think just uh, you know to even bring it back to Christians because we are not exempt from this at all you know we even the example of the awesome awesome author lisa turkerst and her husband Mm. Mm. and the like incredibly unique story but every christian was sharing when she came out saying what had happened um her husband had been unfaithful and um that they were going to be separating. And I remember everyone was talking about it, like in Christian circles and sharing. Then the Lord redeemed their situation and worked just in incredible ways. And they actually just recently renewed their vows and had like a whole little ceremony for that. And they're back together. And that was a lot of hard work and a lot of Jesus. Um, But I didn't see people celebrate that as much. Yeah, people, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's where even what you're saying, like it was almost like everyone was so happy to see the downfall and demise of a marriage that when it was redeemed and restored, nobody was celebrating it as much. And that, that I think just says a lot about perhaps what we value or what we put our time and energy into talking about, even if we don't realize it's something we're valuing, but if it's something that takes our time and our attention and our focus, we're saying we value it with our, with the attention we give it, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 yeah. I mean, like, it's man, it's, it's weighty. Like I said, it's real. Like, uh, in terms of like Christian view to this, and something that I personally, you know, just hasn't haven't really dug into, and probably why it is really difficult to read this, you know, passage. It's very difficult to read a passage of scripture. Jesus talking about divorce. 
and really faithfully like talk about it mm. and and really reach you know and really talk about it you know mm. um i know i read a john piper paper that my friend handed to me about divorce and remarriage and uh john piper if you don't know who he is <laughs> his name is john piper so that gives you a hint <laughs> um but i mean like he's a faithful preacher of the gospel like a strong strong like like just a dude who's like always be known to be on fire for the mm. lord and um or it just always seems to land on the right side of things like in terms of like his convictions and and just yeah anyway in this article what was hard to read was piper was essentially saying that there is absolutely no situation where someone can get remarried like he wasn't saying this it's like you there there are situations where divorce is permissible like as a christian mm but he was going like he had 10 reasons and we could post that that paper a link to that paper so that you can read it for yourself and we can yeah. have a conversation actually about it when you read Piper's words but he's taking Jesus's words and he's saying all right there is no place like ever there's no loophole there's no this hap- this is how I got remarried he just goes he just goes like it's adultery <laughs> and that's way that's wow. the weight of of the paper he gives reasons obviously doesn't say it like i just said it but he he says that and i was wrestling with it i really am like in this place where i was like wow like shocks like let me read this for myself yeah. let me really dive deep pray yeah. study and and see this but he's really going from a place where in matthew 5 31 and 32 as is whoever divorces his wife let him get her a sort of a certificate of divorce but i say to you that everyone who divorces his wife except on the ground of sexual immorality makes her commit adultery and whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery and jesus is saying this and obviously there were parts of this where you know you, you kind of wrestled through and he broke down all these other things he mm. broke down abuse he broke down physical abuse he, mm. he was writing things that we should look at this text and you know see that the grounds for divorce Are, are there beyond that in other mm. passages of scripture but mm. um but anyway he was talking about he was just talking about the biblical grounds for divorce then he was talking about the biblical grounds for remarriage and um it's cra- it's it's weighty it really is <laughs> cuz it's not like you're like oh well that was Paul and here's the time now it's like Jesus Christ the Lord yeah and so it's like the letters then read And I was like, you know what I mean? And I'll tell you, this is the hardest thing. And Siri might start talking just now. Like, <laughs> because I said something and it was like, you say amazing and then Amazon responds. But <laughs> <laughs> but I was in a limo and I was talking to a, to a limo driver and he and he said, oh, like, you do wear it. I was like, oh, so you, you're the pastor? I was like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, so you... you, you ever feel guilty mm. for doing a wedding and i was like what that's weird and he's like well i've been married five times and i was like oh jeez and mm. i think essentially i try i've tried to f- figure out what he was saying but i think he was saying like like i've gone to i've gone five times that hasn't worked out mm. and every time there's been a pastor at the mm. front marrying me and um and he was like do you feel guilty that's so many i was like 
I, did, I didn't even know what to do. He said an old man. He was an old, old, old man. Uh, he was 47. I'm <laughs> just... <laughs> 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 he was all, all, old. <laughs> no, he was, he was in his 70s, man. Late <laughs> 70s. But anyway, he shouldn't have been driving a limo. He actually shouldn't have been driving, come to think of it. Like, it was like, oh, this is weird. But, um... But anyway, so it's like that's stuck with me. Mm. And that's been a thing. I've been like, yo, I, I really faithfully young adults, people I lead, people yeah. in my life, I really got to speak to them about this, just the importance of what marriage is. Yeah. And continuing to, to know the importance. I think that if we could never, ever get remarried, how many people would quit on their marriages? Like if your faith mm-hmm. was like you cannot actually yeah. ever get remarried, yeah, how many people would actually work on it? Not saying mm. I'll find someone else who's better, mm-hmm. but just going this is this is the one shot I have. Yeah, we're gonna wrap it up so there, really guys. We're gonna wrap it up there. <laughs> yeah, but it's the weight of it, and it is weighty, like we said. Um, but hey, yeah, and if you listen to this episode shoot us like a inbox on social media or um, a comment somewhere because you know it's the beginning of a dialogue like a lot of our podcasts and we would love to hear uh, what you think or whether you have been impacted by divorce in one way or another or remarriage or what yeah all of that Yeah. yeah yeah guys listen putting our thoughts out there well you know and it is a dialogue, like Lee said. I just want to have yeah. a conversation about it. So, yeah, not if we came off in any way judgy or what it, like, we really want you to know that's not our heart. That's not what we're saying. We're sharing this information as we researched and what we stumbled upon. So, yeah. anyway, so if you're from Iowa, we just read the stats. That's what we did. <laughs> <laughs> we're not judging you. Uh, but anyway, thank you for hanging out with us. We'll check you out next week. It's going to be deep again. (laughs) So get ready. (laughs) Have a great weekend. All right. Peace.